Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. My message tonight is to talk to you about being people of faith. And so that, that's kind of going to bleed over into this in a different aspect. But where's people of faith that are able to tell them he's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for a heart that loves him so he can work through you. You see, when you have faith in God, he becomes your provider. He becomes your Jehovah Jireh. When, when, when God is in it, little is much when God is in it. When you can tell them that if, they have, if it has to do with provision and they're scared, if it has to do with them, God needing to be their healer, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual, he is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that healeth thee. That is not, he is no respecter of person. And he also can become your salvation, your saving place, your safe place, your savior. But how short-sighted is it that we can decide after 24 weeks of pregnancy, after 33 weeks of pregnancy, and now even after 38 weeks of pregnancy that we can say, you know what, it's just too difficult. I'm just going to give up. And how often in our lives do we ourselves get through a season of pain And we ourselves get through a difficult season. Or we get to a place where we say, you know what? It's just been too much. And then we decide, I'm just going to give up. Living for God is just too hard. But you know what? I thought about this. I thought I would rather live, have God with me through all the difficulty, through all the pain, a God who really truly loves me and cares about me than a devil that could care less. (coughs) I would rather go through my trials knowing that my God is still right there holding my hand. But we can't give up on the journey just because it's difficult. And we can't give up on the journey just because it doesn't feel good sometimes. We can't give up on what God has called us to just because it doesn't feel right. We got to be people of faith. We got to be people who walk day by day and that know that we are God's. And we got to walk with God and hold to his unchanging hand and say, I'm going to live for God no matter what it takes. No matter what it takes, as I walk through this journey called life, no matter how difficult it is, I'm going to live for God. We got to be people of faith, walking day by day. (coughs) But it starts with faith. And all of us know the scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And I think that's the hard part about faith. Because a lot of us want what we can touch a lot of people, a lot of us want what's, what's tangible. A lot of us, we can't smell it. We can't see it. We can't taste it. We can't hear it. Faith, you can't. We want, we want to touch something that's visible or, or, or something that's tangible, but that's not faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And so for a lot of people, faith in God, because they don't see God, it's hard for them to believe in God. But all he's asking for is just a little bit of faith. He says he gives every man a measure of faith. Did you know every one of us in here were born 
with a measure of faith. I know some people that were born with faith, outrageous faith. <clears throat> and I know some people that just struggle to have faith to believe it for day by day. But he says every person is born with some kind of measure of faith. But what I love about the word of God, he tells us that all he needs is just a little mustard seed of faith from us. That's all it takes. That's all he wants from us for, for us to believe with just the mustard seed of faith. And we all have faith in something. We all have faith to wake up every morning. We all have faith to say, you know what? I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have oxygen in the air to breathe. How many of us wake up every morning? You don't think about it unless you're sick. You don't think about that. You have faith in something. We have faith in man-made pieces of metal that drive us around all over that have only been out a little over 100 years. We have more faith in our vehicles that when we get up in the morning and we put that key in and we turn on that, and that, that, that ignition is going to start and that that vehicle is going to get us to our destination every morning. How many of you believe that? You, I mean, every once in a while you might get in it, and it doesn't start, and you know. But most of the time, we wake up and we believe, you know what, my car is going to start. I'm going to get in my car. It's going to start, and it's going to get me right to work or wherever it is you're going. We have more faith sometimes in those kind of things than we do in God. But it takes faith, and we all have faith in something. But do you know it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian? Think about it. Look at the world around you and look at all of creation and look at the mountains and look at the valleys and look at the oceans and look at the seaside and look at the beautiful green uh, hills and look at all of creation, all that God has created. How can you not, how can you see the world like it is and not believe that there is a God? It takes more faith to be an atheist than it is a Christian. And the most basic foundation of what we believe and why we're all here tonight in the Christian faith is faith itself. It begins with faith. Our salvation begins with faith. We got to believe first on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, then your whole household is going to be saved in Acts. He says that, but believing is the very first step. But, so faith is the very first step that we have to take to God. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so it says God honors faith. God rewards faith. And I know some of you might be in here and feel weak in your faith tonight. How many of you have ever been to that place where you have felt weak in your faith? Can I tell you, I have been there not too, too long ago. I have been weak in my spirit and weak in my faith when I was going through a trial of my life. Every single one of us are going to have that time where we feel weak in our faith at some time or another because life might have given you some heavy blows recently. And it's been painful and it's been difficult. But people of faith say, I'm going to get through this. People of faith say, I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. People of faith say, I'm going to live for God despite, and he's going to see me through this. 
I may have some battle scars when I'm done, but with God's help, I will walk this out. And by with his grace, I will walk this out and I will come out on top. That's what people of faith look at a circumstance, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a circumstance and are able to say that. Without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God. Everyone say that without faith. It's impossible. <laughs> so we have to be people of faith. I love Hebrews chapter 11 that talks about the heroes of faith in the Bible. And I can name them all over and over again. But I want to talk about a modern day hero of faith that I call a modern day hero of faith. And he happened to be someone that was related to me by blood. And it was Bobby's brother, Pastor Bobby's brother, Rick. He was what I would call a modern-day hero of faith because this man has so, had so much faith. All he, and when he'd wake up in the morning after he had a radical, fanatical conversion to God, I mean, God flipped his world upside down. <coughs> and we saw God use him in so many ways. But he had this incredible faith. I'm talking incredible this man would pray for people, and they would be healed while he was dealing with cancer himself. While he would be having seizures, I saw it over and over again, and he'd get he'd get, come out of the seizure and all he could think about is who else can I reach for God? Who, his faith was so strong in God despite his difficult circumstance, despite the pain that he was dealing with. His focus and his faith was so strong that he'd wake up and say, who can I pray for today? He had this incredible faith. <clears throat> but it, God says that all we need it's just a mustard seed. Everyone hold your finger like this. You literally, when you put a mustard seed, I wish I had one with me right now, but you, if you held it between your, your fingers like this, you couldn't even, your fingers would still be touching. That's how, that's how small it is. And God says that's all that he needs to work with. And it's God who sees fit to multiply that faith by demonstration. But all he needs is just this much. Everyone this, say this much. He just needs this much. And like I said, it can't be felt. It can't be touched. It can't be tasted. It, it's not tangible. It's not visible. But it's faith is what gives us hope. And that hope is in Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. He's our hope. And you have to have faith to believe, and you have to believe to be saved, and you have to learn to stand strong in your faith, because if you probably heard the saying before, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's where we are in our nation. If we don't teach our children how to stand for the word of God, they will fall for anything. If we don't teach our children, someone else will teach our children another way. It's our responsibility. This is not a Mother's Day message, but it, it should be. <laughs> because if they don't learn from the home, let me tell you, I work in the school district. I work in the school system. They'll learn it in the schools. They'll learn it from their friends. So we've got to be people of faith. We've got to be parents of faith that teach our children the ways of the Lord so that when they are old, they will not depart. 
train up our children in the ways of the Lord so when they're not when they are old they will not depart. It doesn't say our children will never leave God. It doesn't say our children will never have struggles, but it says that seed that is planted in their heart when they are little children in the care of their uh, their parents' hands that that seed will be there. And even if they ever leave, even if they become a prodigal, that one day that seed will never will begin to grow. They will remember and they will come back to God. It's a promise in his word. That's why there's power when women, mothers, when mothers pray, there's power in prayers. And not only mothers, but grandparents. Grandparents, you have a vital role in your grandchildren's lives. I hear testimonies of people that say, if it wasn't for my grandma, I remember hearing her pray for me. I remember my grandma telling me, child, you're you're a child of God. God's got your number. He's never going to leave you. It was because of a grandmother's prayer. Timothy says it about Eunice. Timothy, in the book of the, in the Bible, he wrote, Timothy, He talks about Eunice and Lewis. He talks about his grandmother. And it was because of their training. It was because of their prayers. It was because of their teaching that Timothy never strayed. He never forgot. He gave credit to his grandmother. So if you don't stand for something, if your children don't learn to stand for something, they will fall for anything. And God is looking for a people of faith who believe he is who he says he is. He, and, and he wants people that will stand when the going gets rough. And number one, and the three points I want to make tonight are these. And there's so many more that I, I could expound on, but these three I felt were important to relay about people of faith. People of faith don't give up when it's too difficult. People of faith don't give up when it's too difficult. They don't give up on God. They don't give up on God when it gets too hard. In fact, that's when we need God the most. Job, look at the life of Job. Job had everything. It said that he was blessed by God. And then in a moment, Job lost everything. All of his children, and he had a lot of them. All of his children, all of his household, all of his Uh, finances, his cattle, everything lost in a moment. Satan came in and took everything from his life. And then we hear his wife tell him, curse God and die. You've already lost everything, Job. Why don't you just curse God and die? Give up on God. But Job had just enough faith to hold on. Job had just enough faith to believe that God was still going to take care of him. And he didn't listen to his friends. He didn't listen to his wife. But he had enough faith in God to know that God was going to see him through. And we see that happen. In Job 23 and 10, he says this, But he, he's speaking of God, God knows the way that I take. When he's tested me, I shall come forth as pure gold. And we see him double-blessed. We see his household double blessed. We see everything come back to him double blessed. But he had enough faith in the trial right when he could have given up, right when he could have thrown in the towel. It was too hard. It was too difficult. His skin was covered in boils. Even his health was affected. 
And he could have said, this is too much, God. I can't do it anymore. I give up. And he didn't give up. And we see him blessed even more by God. Martin Luther said, where the battle rages, there the loyalty of the soldier is tested. I think that's a powerful statement. And I think a lot of times in the church world, we think that, or when we come to God, that, hey, I'm I'm with God now. Everything's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be good. And when the first test comes, we want to stop. And we want to say, what did I do wrong? You didn't do nothing wrong. That is called life. That is called sin. There is a nature in every one of us. And that is called, you know what that is? That's God's redemptive power. That when we go through a circumstance like that, when we learn to lean into God and trust God, he comes in and redeems us in those moments. He redeems us in those hard times. And, you know, it doesn't make sense sometimes. It doesn't make sense when you're going through those things. But hold to God's unchanging hand. He will show you. In the end, you'll understand it by and by. And you'll look back and say, ah, I understand now, God. All things work together for my good. You've got to learn to trust that and know that. And that saying, when the going gets rough, I didn't finish it a minute ago, the the tough keep going. But this is the thing. We don't have to be tough. We have to lean on the strength of God. The tough keep going. But in Jesus' weakest moment, he didn't give up. And the beautiful thing is that because he didn't give up on us in his weakness, think about it, in our weakness, when we trust in him, he says he will make us strong. You see, we don't have to be strong. We just have to lean on a strong God to see us through. We have to be people of faith. We have to be people of faith. In our weakness, we are made strong, he says. It's easy when you're strong in faith to not want to give up. It's easy when you're strong in faith to to be high and to, to not feel the struggles. But when you're weak in faith, it's easy to want to give up. It's in the weak moments. It's in our weakness where we have to learn to lean on God. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Why is that? Why is his strength made perfect in our weakness? Because it's not by might, it's not by my own power, but it's by his spirit, says the Lord. So when I am weak, he will become my strength. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast, Paul says, in my infirmities. So in all my infirmities and all my difficulties, all my pain and all my struggles in this life, I will rather boast that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, so that God and God will get the glory through my situation. When he brings me out of it, God will get the glory through my situation. And then we see Jesus being tempted 40 days in the wilderness. Uh, He was tested, and he passed the test. And then as we spoke about it Sunday, then he rode into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, and, and he made this royal entry on the donkey. He was at this high point, but soon he would be walking his cross up Galgotha's Hill, up Calvary, right after the high point in his life when people finally were recognizing him more. And he knew it was coming near. He knew, he even 
asked his father, he says, Lord, would you just take this cup from me? In other words, he was weak in that moment in his faith and in his spirit. And he says, well, I don't know if I can handle this. Can you just take the cup from me, father? But yet, he said, nevertheless, he added to that last prayer. He said, nevertheless, Lord, your will, not my will be done. And thank God that he did that for us. That's why we're here tonight. Because he didn't give up. He didn't give up. He was so close to what God was wanting to do through him. And he didn't give up. But he chose to stay the course. No matter the pain, no matter the difficult journey, he paid the price so we didn't have to. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus didn't give up on us. How much more should we not give up on him when things get too hard for us? Luke 22 and 31, the Lord knew. And listen to this, Simon Peter, Peter, it was Simon first. His name was changed to Peter. Simon Peter was the one that preached on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. Many of you know that. He was the first preacher. The apostle Peter was the first preacher. But listen to this, what the Lord told him. In the book of Luke 22, it says this, that Jesus says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. In other words, Satan wants to destroy you, Peter. Satan wants to take you out. But Jesus says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. The Lord said, I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith would not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So when, you're, when your faith becomes strong again, Peter, through this trial, through this time, I want you after that to go and strengthen your brethren. Lift up those whose faith is weak, in other words. And that's the second point. People of faith help others who, whose faith is weak. People of faith help others whose faith is weak. When you see a brother or a sister down, you don't kick them when they're down. You send them a scripture text. You give them a call. You meet up with them and you just listen if that's all you have to do. Do what you can to encourage and strengthen their faith because their faith might be weak. And there might be a time when your faith is weak and you need them to do the same thing for you. And if they don't want that, then you've done your part. Keep praying for them. Keep loving them. Love conquers all. I believe that with all my heart, God is love. Love conquers all. Love can win people back to the truth way faster than judgment and condemnation can. Judgment and condemnation never wins someone back to God. I've seen it through the years. Only love, mercy, and forgiveness will win people to the truth of God. And a lot of people probably feel the same way I do, but I know in our household or between our marriage that when there's times when he's been weak, where I'm up. When he's down, I'm up. When I'm down, he's up, however that goes. <laughs> but it just seems to work that way. How many married couples in here can testify to that? Isn't that amazing how that works? That when, when one of us is down, the other one's up. It's just like we balance each other out. And our faith is there to strengthen each other in those moments. And we don't kick each other down in those moments. We got to lift each other up in those moments. And that's why Jesus admonished Paul, when your strength 
or your faith is strong again, Paul. Use it to strengthen those whose faith is down or weak. And we see that, how God works through people over and over again. If you know someone, a brother or a sister, that is just having a hard time, I encourage you, I admonish you, do that for them. Send them a text. There's so many awesome women in this church. I get texts from people. I get encouragement from people. They do way more than me, and I feel guilty because I'm the pastor's wife. But I'm telling you, we've got the most amazing women in this church that have so much faith and believe God. When I was going through my difficult time with my mom, I would get texts and texts from women that their faith would just encourage my faith in that moment. And I said, oh, my God, I can make it through this. They would send me just the right word when I needed it. Just the right word a lot of times, right when I needed it. And the third thing, people of faith see a trial as a testimony. They can look at the struggle, they can look at the trial, and they can say, oh, I wonder what God is going to do this time through it. Because you've seen him come through for you over and over again, and you've learned that God, he is faithful. And you look at it and say, huh, see, when you have a relationship with, with Jesus, you can trust him like that. You can say, Jesus, Father, I know that it might be hard right now, but I know that you know my path, you know my way, and that you're going to see me through this. When there's a relationship there, the trust is built so much stronger. Faith triumphs in trouble when you are a person of faith. Faith triumphs in your trouble when you're a person of faith. Romans 5 says it like this. Therefore, this is New King James Version. I'm going to read you two different translations It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And it goes on to say, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation, troubles, trials, produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character hope. In the New Living Translation, it says it like this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by our faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and run into trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this last point, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. Because say this, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So no matter what you're going through, all things work together for good. Learn that scripture and believe it and stand on it. 
How many times have we seen God work in it through a difficult season of our own lives? How many times, think about it, have you seen God come through? It didn't seem like it would happen. You didn't see where, that it was going to go that direction, but you knew at the end that God was going to work it out, and he did. And God saw you through a most difficult time in your life, and you came out on top. You came out ahead. People of faith don't give up when things get too difficult. People of faith take challenges, and they let them build character. People of faith see a trial as a testimony. People of faith say he works all things out for my good. I can't see it now, but I believe his promises. People of faith don't give up because Jesus didn't give up on them. People of faith don't give up. If you're in here tonight and you have felt weak in your faith, People of faith, don't give up. You have a God. He sees right where you're at. He knows you might be weak right now. But let me encourage you. You're going to get through the season. Let me encourage you. It's not always going to be hard. Let me encourage you. It's not always going to be a difficult day. The sun always shines again. The sun always rises again. You will get through the situation you're in with God by your side. With his help, don't give up on God in those moments. That's when we need to draw more to him. He says in his word, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So in the weak moments is when we really need to draw nearer to God. And he promises in his word, because you drew near to me, I will draw even closer to you in those moments. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't he? God is good. Do you feel your faith kind of going to, you know, another level? I feel it rising. I don't know. People in here have been going through some things. I haven't even talked to anyone, but I just felt the burden, and I feel faith rising right now. I see smiles on faces. Woo, I love it. I see encouragement on people right now. Remember that you are a child of God, and you are a people of faith. Stay encouraged in that. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.